It's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider with Jeff Franklin, Stephen McFadden, Meg Herber, and Bill Petrie. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. The Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Now, here's Jeff, Stephen, Meg, and Bill. Welcome to another episode of the Industry Insider Podcast. I'm your host, Bill Petrie, and I've got three other hosts with me, as you probably know by now, but we're going to get to them in just a second. I want to thank our sponsor for this fine podcast. That'd be our good friends at Web Company. We talked last week about how they work tirelessly to keep their product lines fresh and friendly. And you know, you may not realize this, but just this past July, which is only a few short months ago, they introduced a whole new line of CBD products and other products relevant to the cannabis industry. And they have these all over their website. This is one of the hottest markets right now in the industry. And this is one of the great things I love about Web Company. They're always thinking, what's next? What is, what are the, what is the target audience going to want? And they start developing products using some strategic foresight to ensure that they're hitting the markets at the right time. So you're going to want to go over to Web Company. That's W-E-B, WebCompany.com. Dot com and see all of their fabulous, fabulous new products. They're adding products all the time. It's not just at the beginning of the year or summer specials. It is a continual process for them, and they are a great family-owned company. So thank you to Webb for being part of this podcast. And speaking of thanks, I'd like to thank the other three people who do this podcast with me every week. Meg Erber. Hey. Stephen McFadden. Hello. And Jeff Franklin. Hey. <laughs> okay, so that was awkward. Just wanted to raise the level a little bit, you know. Hi. Um, yeah, okay, that's bye. awesome. Okay, so today we're going to talk about something. As we start to close out November, we are getting into you know, the final few weeks of the year, and then just as soon as we blink an eye, we're going to be in what kind of season, guys? Trade show season. Oh yeah. So dun, we dun, have. Dun. ASI Orlando coming up. We've got PPAI Expo. We've got all manner of regional trade shows, both traditional and end users. So I, I don't remember who thought, thought about bringing this topic up, but it's a relevant topic. How do we trade show? How should we trade show when we're attending, when we're exhibiting? What are some do's and don'ts? Let's start with Stephen McFadden. Let's go with you. Yes. So... The way to trade show, the way I trade show, is very strategic now. It used to not be. It used to be, hey, I'm excited to see a new product. I'm like, let's just wander the show. And uh, then we would all come back and we say, hey, you know, who saw something cool? And then it's like, all right, what are we going to do with it now? Like, there wasn't a lot of uh, planning. Uh, past four or five years, we, we have a pretty strategic plan. When you do go to something like Vegas, uh, for those that have gone or don't go, um, it's a huge show. So, if you were if your plan was to go there to meet with everybody, um, there's not enough time in the day. Like there's just not, uh, especially if you're going to give them actual quality time and not just you know stop in the booths. So, we we come up with a plan of and objectives of the show. We kind of put together a list of current clients, prospect clients, some things that they might be looking for. And then also we try to come up with, uh, we try to find some new uh, vendors in the scene, so we check it out that way. But, but I, I think there is a right and wrong way to do a trade show. I don't think you know going by and saying, hey, what do you have new, and then, then leaving 
is the right way to do it either. I think you have to have strategic questions uh, if you are talking to a new person, uh, a new vendor. There's so many directions we could go with this. Um, and you're, you're speaking on, on behalf of the distributor distributors side Distributors, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, you know, the, the standard questions obviously are like, so what's new? And, uh, you know, like, where do you ship from? And how long does it take? It's like, yeah, but those don't really get It's so you. annoying it when doesn't people are like, what's right? new? I'm like, fucking everything, people. Like, <laughs> yeah, come on. <laughs> right, I was, so, if so you, you haven't have seen it, it's new. It. <laughs> yeah. Have you seen this? No, it's new. That's yep. <laughs> Congratulations. <laughs> so, um, yeah, no, I, I, you definitely have to have a goal. I think you really do have to have a, a goals and objectives when you go into a trade show, uh, specifically as something as large as, as Vegas or even Orlando. Um, I think it's wise to meet with the people, the inside and outside reps that will be exhibiting at those shows that you wouldn't normally get to see. Yeah. So we, we have some people that live pretty close to us, get to stop into our office a lot of, you know, quite a bit. So we've seen some of their new product. Do I, do I want to spend you know an hour at the trade show speaking with them when, I'll, when I can see them next month or in two months? Like I, I do like I'll stop by, don't get me wrong, but I would much rather spend time getting to know and building the relationships with the people that I don't get to see. Um, and so I think that's what's really cool about something like Orlando and Vegas is you know the reps come from all over, right? Um, and it gives me the opportunity to spend some time with them and you know see you know a yes what what they think is 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 new when we do, we develop a trend report um, after the show that we then distribute out and some of the questions that I asked to kind of come up with that is what are they investing their inventory in um, and when do they see the the new inventory coming in and then I kind of look at overlapping trends so if everyone's buying striped items or something for example you know patterned or striped pieces and I see that kind of repeating over and over I know a lot of inventory has been invested into the industry in that pattern, right? So I can probably extrapolate that out and say, all right, that's probably going to be one of the trends for this year. And we've we've hit on a lot of them, um, you know. Like, anyways, some so do you still go? Do you take yeah. like a shopping list? Like, like okay, this is what I'm going to be working on. This is what I'm looking for. Do you do that going into these trade shows? Yeah. So I I have a. Um, categories types of projects that are active types of projects that we wish we could we could do more of yeah um so like especially with new business developments like if i've got a an auto <coughs> excuse me an automotive company and i know that they do a lot of x y and z but we're not in with them yet well maybe why well, well, i need to probably have some resources and some partners that i can identify uh, whether it be existing partners already or finding someone new that can that can fill that void, so we can then be, you know, we can have an advantage going and trying to get that business. Uh, but we also have a list of current projects. We have reoccurring projects every year that are pretty large, so we, we kind of keep our eyes open for things like that. And then we kind of identify our top, you know, ten to twenty, you know, A clients and look at what they've ordered in the past, like the projects, not the pieces, and then figure out how we can find items that would that would go well with the supplement yeah Yeah. very cool yeah you guys touched on something that's i'm sorry jeff let me just shot this in real quick and then you go please i i been on the distributor side for a number of years now i'm on the service provider side when i ran sales teams for distributors and this is large distributors small distributors didn't matter to me the laziest question you can ask a supplier to trade show is what's new yeah um and i it was kind of 
verboten big time in my organizations to ask that question. I'd rather the question, the leading question be, what, are you, what is selling the best right now? Mm-hmm. It gives a much better insight into what end users are really actually buying as opposed to what's new. Because what's new doesn't mean it's good or going to move uh, any um, target audience to action. So asking what's selling is a lot more sensible question to a supplier. Would you guys disagree with that, Jeff and Meg? And then Jeff, go. I apologize for cutting you off. Yeah. No, I would agree for sure. Yeah. Well, okay, we, Jeff. Or what, we, or what should you focus on that, that, you know, that you're not focusing on right. in order to sell? Like, why aren't I selling this? You know, yep. is, is nobody else selling this or is somebody selling it and I just don't know how to sell it? And then yeah, tell me how to exactly. sell it. And I think that goes into a big part of it. Even when I'm at my, my uh, presentations, I'm like, for instance, crop tops. You know, they're not everybody's thing. I mean, Stephen, I you would look great crop top, in a honestly. crop top. <laughs> but what I say to people is, you know, you might not, your customers may not be buying crop tops from you, okay? But these are trending. These are hot right now in retail, and they're hot right now in our industry. So at least present them because now your customers will see that you are, you know, hip to the trends. You know what's trending. You know what's hot. They still might not buy them from you, but at least they'll trust you a little bit more now. So like I the, think the Visco look. Like the Visco yeah, the Visco look. look, right. So I think going into this, when you can pull off some case studies or put together some samples that are all um, geared to towards specific industries, like you know, do vertical markets, presentations, um, have things set up at your booth. So it makes it easy for the client to remember because I think at the end of the day, these trade shows are so big, they're going to remember such a small percentage of what they've um, learned. I mean, what it's like less than ten percent or twenty yeah, percent or something. Retention's pretty low. So be creative. You got to step outside the box. I mean, it's really got to be different. Um, I do have a couple of points, but Jeff, I know you wanted to talk about something, so I'll let you go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to ask uh, Stephen since uh, he sort of opened us up, and he said something that uh, sort of caught my attention. I just wanted to play devil's advocate for for a hot second, if that's cool. Absolutely. Um, so you had mentioned that uh, you'd rather not necessarily go to some place like Vegas and and spend time going to people's booths that you're going to see, you know, in a month or so. So what you're basically saying is that you're going to punish the guys that actually do the work to come to see you by not going to see them at the booth that they just paid a lot of money for. I was more pointing to the outside time, but but yeah, trade show time, that we're pretty transparent, and I don't think that they have any issues with that because they've got people in their region that they don't get a chance to see that'll be at the shows as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the people that we, we see want to do a meeting, um, and they're, it's not just a stop-in, so I can't even just drop in and see them anyways without like an appointment. Um, if we wanted to meet with our specific rep, and speaking of, you know, some of the larger suppliers, where that's they, interesting. Yeah. So if it's if it's a smaller uh, supplier, this is different. Um, and I, I hate to lump it in like that, but if it's a if it's you know hit leads gemline places like that, almost all of those. If I want to meet with my specific person, I'd have to have an appointment with them because they book up even during the trade show. Yeah, see, that was a question I was going to ask, you know, Stephen, from your perspective, because one of the things that I've tried to do in, in recent years is try to schedule, uh, you know, appointments at the booth uh, to go over, you know, what's new and what's selling and all that sure. good stuff as far, you know, with my clients that are going to be at the show. And number one, it helps me as a supplier that's working in the booth sort of, you know, have a plan for what I'm doing throughout the day. Uh, but uh, I, I'm noticing that a lot of um, a lot of distributors aren't necessarily trying to to book up their time like that uh, when they're on their trade show floor. Uh, so I was curious, you know, if that's something that everybody's doing, um, or if you know that's just so, you know a line of 
BS that I'm being fed by some some folks. Yeah, I think there's some truth to it. I mean, it, it, I don't even think 20% of our time is booked up with meetings. I mean, I, mm-hmm. I, we try to keep most of that time open, specifically for the reason I mentioned before. If, if the people that want to have a meeting with me uh, or, or our team have probably already had a meeting with us and our team. You know, that we, we've done this many times where we'll set up a meeting. They're like, well, we just came and showed you all this. Let me see if I actually have some different stuff, you know. And, and so it ends up not being really a mm. valuable, good time for them or us. Mm. So that time would be better spent, you know, trying to, you know, looking at new, you know, who the new suppliers are this year, you know, talking to some of those groups, looking at some of the, the again, some of the suppliers that we don't get a chance to meet and see. Um, you know, there's West Coast suppliers that I, I, don't, I rarely will see a rep. Um, or a person, but you know, we have a lot of communication with them. It's not mm-hmm. that it's just, I don't get a chance to meet them in person. And there's something, there's really, really powerful and goes a long way when you actually get to know, know them individually, as opposed to just, you know, just Oh no, of course. Email. I, I sure. think putting a face to a name and, 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 you know, talking to somebody face to face versus over a computer, you're, they're humanizing themselves. I mean, I don't, you guys are talking about appointments. I, I love setting appointments. I think having people come to my booth just to meet with me and they can I can dedicate like 15 minutes just with them. I think there was one day in Vegas like two years ago where I don't think I stopped talking from the, I mean, we all like to listen to me talk, but I don't think I stopped <laughs> talking from the time I woke up to the time I went to bed and I had no voice, but we were that busy. So setting mm-hmm. these appointments, I don't want to miss my customers. I don't want to miss... You know, maybe I go into an office, but they have remote people that work elsewhere, and I, I might not get to see them. Well, I talk to them all the time, but I don't have a relationship with them like I do the guys in the office. So I definitely want them to come and see me. And I think getting on the phone a couple weeks prior, letting them know you're going to be there, trying to set an appointment, you know, maybe if it's quiet or maybe it's right on the trade show floor, and maybe you've been in there 12 times this year, you're like, hey, Susan, let's grab coffee. Let's go grab breakfast. It's just an opportunity to spend time with your clients and not mm-hmm. in a formal workplace setting. You can kind of let your guard down a little bit and be a human, not necessarily a salesperson all the time. Like the appointments don't have to be completely on the show floor. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't the, even have to be product based. You know, exactly. It, it, yeah, and I think that's that's it's a relations business. It is. Exactly. It really is. And the other point, um, I have two more points. Uh, use judo, not boxing. I read this on a Forbes site earlier, and it's this is a skill. It's very interesting. In judo, you use the momentum of weight with your opponent to kind of push pull. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing in this instance. You observe. And you listen, and then you take the conversation where they want to take it. Don't just jump in and start spewing your canned speech. Like, well, hey, this is what's new this week, and I do 24-hour blah, 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 or whatever. You know, this isn't Nordstrom's. They don't run up to you and say, may I help you? You know, watch where they go and take the conversation into the context of of where the the distributor or the printer or whoever it is that's coming to to your booth. They obviously Mm want to know more about the company. They want to know more about the products. And lastly, if you're a supplier, you know, you want, like we said earlier, these customers are only going to retain so much information. You have to make your presentation short, sweet, to the point, tell a story. You want to be memorable. And if you are, you know, talking about any facts, be assertive and be dramatically specific on points. Let's say you guys are up 500% over last year, and that's just a point that your company's driving in. Then make sure that you are dramatically specific about that point. That's just an example, obviously. It's not something. But let's say you guys are, are giving back 30% of your profits. Like That's something that people want to align themselves with. Find those points. Find something that makes your company stand out from your competition and be memorable. 
So I, I have a few things a little little off the wall, but they're like tips and tricks kind of thing. Um, and they kind of seem obvious, but w- one of the things that we do a lot of, um, it, well, first off, we don't collect catalogs anymore. Like we, we used to go through and grab like the flyers or, you know, the samples and, you know, we're shipping back like six boxes of stuff that ends up <laughs> not being used, right? So we, we don't We don't grab like anything anymore. We, we've, and in, in by habit, we buy the boxes and then we don't have anything to put in them. It's like, okay, now we need to actually like fully commit and not buy the boxes, right? <laughs> so, um, but anyways, here and there, one of the things we always tell people is like, all right, you're going to have to try to remember where you've been, which is so tough. So when you walk into a booth, we always say, take a picture first of the the name of the company, like the whole booth, and then take pictures of the products. And so then basically what you're doing is you're bookmarking each uh, person you've seen. So yeah. you'll, you'll have like the name of the company, here's some products. The name of the company, here's some products. So like as you're scrolling through, you're like, okay, I went to this booth and then this booth. Um, so that's been, that's been pretty cool. That's been very helpful for, for recalling and remembering stuff. You can also then add notes on those as well, which is cool. Um, we did this uh, last year, and it was super successful. We'll probably do it again. I hope it's not going to get me in trouble or anything. But what we did was um, we set up – so the, after the first two days, the half day, like that, second, that third day, I set up a, um, like a Facebook Live videos where we were going to walk through the booth, and we were told – you know, we kind of mapped out and talked to the people ahead of time of who we were going to visit. And we let uh, people kind of guide and say, what was that? Like, what was that thing? You know, so that was super, super cool. That is cool. Uh, it's, it's, it's being unique, being different. I absolutely. don't know any other people that are doing that. Let me ask you guys a question, especially uh, Meg and Jeff. What do you guys do from a supplier perspective to attract people to the trade show booth? Well, um, what gets what 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 can you do? I mean, obviously, we have some products to show and things like that, and you have your relationships, which we know we, we talked about a few seconds ago. This is a relationship business. How do you get somebody who doesn't really know enough about SNS Activewear to come to your booth, or Jeff, in your case, Headwear USA? Um, do you want to take this, Jeff, or you want me to go? Uh, doesn't matter. I, I can go. All so right. one of the, one of the things uh, in particular that I you know I I was thinking about that we've just recently redone uh, was you know basically. Uh, you know, the actual appearance of your booth, first of all. Like when you're walking through a trade show and you're going up the aisle and down the aisle and up the aisle and down the aisle, like what's going to be something that's going to catch somebody's attention to make them want to talk to you? And so we've put together a complete uh, retail-looking space, uh, which is different than what a lot of other people, I think, are doing on the trade show floor. Um, You know, and it it didn't necessarily, I mean, it was pretty expensive, but – uh, I think in in comparison to what some of the other you know booths and display exhibits cost, uh, you know it was it wasn't too too bad. So, uh, you know, being able to just be creative and create something that's going to draw people in and make them feel warm and fuzzy, uh, you know, is is a great way to just get them to stop at your booth if they weren't going to before. Uh, there's also some other things that you can do as far as, you know, actually, you know, hiring talent, uh, you know, to come in and do something like we've actually discussed a few ideas uh, as far as what we can do to sort of draw people in uh, by creating an experience, so to speak. I'm not going to. Puppy uh, booth? Are you doing oh, a puppy booth? I'm, I'm, I'm not, but, uh, you know, maybe. Uh, no, so I'm, I'm not going to not going to, you know, disclose that information because it's something that we're still sort of talking <laughs> about what we're going to do and whether or not we do it this year or in a future year. But. 
those sort of things. Uh, and the other thing is just actual pre-show marketing. Like if you're not emailing and phoning your customers to find out where they're going to be, who's going, you know, and that sort of thing and find out and try to, you know, book appointments, um, you know, and that sort of thing just to get people to come by the booth. I think that's sort of what we've sort of relied on. Yeah. Jeff, you actually <laughs> do something really good too. Um, what, you remember, you know, like the folders that you hand out too for like the individual company profiles. Mm-hmm. And you've done that in the past. That that's something really beneficial for us because it allows us to like skip over all that conversation. We can look up that stuff later now that you've already printed it for us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're so so for those of you that don't know, Jeff and his group, they printed out like um, some of our past sales history as well as like flyers, and it was all kind of. Uh, custom for us when we went there and then handed it to us and it's like awesome we have that now all right yeah. now let's talk about other projects and fun stuff as opposed to going through the boring stuff Jeff already answered that for us so that was that's a that's a good good thing you guys did. and if you put some of your differentiators in in something like if you're gonna do something like that put some of your differentiators in there as well that really yep. highlights who you are and why mm-hmm. you're different and why they should be using you as opposed yep. to just the normal stuff that they would you know normally see yeah, no. and something else I'll add real quick, and I know Meg, you want to Sorry. say something. So no, it's okay. <laughs> something else, I uh, you know, what bothers me when I w- when I was a distributor walking trade shows, when I'd see somebody's booth or somebody manning a booth, and they looked like they wanted to be about eight hundred seventy four different places than where they were at. Mm-hmm. Um, there's nothing worse than walking down an aisle and seeing some random person sitting in a chair on their phone yep. doing whatever and not engage it's what what a waste of an opportunity what a waste of your organization's resources um if you're going to do that at a trade show please don't don't show up or just give ppa your money and don't show up seriously yeah, just don't it, just don't spend matter. The 15 grand that it costs to do the show right. yeah your I mean, company it's ridiculous. is paying tens of thousands of dollars for you and your company to be there or you know for you to be there you, for a very short period of time i mean Trust when you, think me, of it, you can rest later I'd love to sit down in a chair for Me the <laughs> nine hours that you're there at the booth, and you know, also, but it's just not. It's not doesn't look professional. It's not. It's not, mm-hmm. uh, it's not welcoming. Uh, I, I completely agree, Bill. I also uh, yeah. hate the people doing the opposite of that, where they're trying to like scan me from a hundred yards away. Oh, and they're mm-hmm. jumping out in front of you. They're and like, hey, 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 hey. got a yeah. quick second. Let me scan your badge here. I'm like, you don't know who I am. Just... <laughs> Maybe I don't want your catalogs. <laughs> that's because they're measured on how many yep. you know, exactly. badges they scan. Yep, that's how I they do it. I would give those people more credit than the ones that are just sitting there on their laptop, not even. I, I would agree. By the booth, I would though. agree. All right, so what's the number one well, tip? Wait, well, Meg. Meg oh, I'm sorry, Meg. Meg, I'm sorry. Jesus, sorry, Bill. Give her a minute. Look, guys. I'm I'll make sorry. it quick, okay? I'm not. Okay. I'm, I'm not perfect. <laughs> we know. We know. <laughs> so, okay, I, I'm going to harp again on a on the appointments. I think setting those appointments gives you the opportunity, like exactly what Jeff did, like putting out those customer profiles. I literally cannot go through and print out every customer profile that I think of people that are going to be there. But if I know that you're coming. I'm going to do that. I'm going to set that appointment. I'm going to print up your customer profile. I'm going to have these case studies. I'm going to create an experience while you're there. Okay. Um, As far as marketing, um, I think you have to use the most assertive marketing. You're paying a lot of money to be there. You know, nothing is better than face to face. So maybe if you're in a meeting, tell them, hey, I'm going to Vegas. I literally was just in a meeting yesterday and it was a quick drop in meeting and we were talking about Vegas and I was like, oh my gosh, I'm going to be there. We literally have a whole plan set up of what we're going to be doing for this guy with virtuals, case studies, everything when he comes. I'm really excited about it. That's awesome. And um, so you have the face to face, then you're, you know, you're doing all your social media, you're doing your email blast, your Twitter, your Facebook, your Instagram. You want to drive that traffic to your booth. And then once you 
you get there, what's engaging them? Is there any type of contest that you're doing? Um, I think SNS had a contest. Uh, we had collaborated with one of our mills. It was a scratch off. Everybody won something, whether it was a t-shirt or something bigger. There was different levels, but I mean, everybody's a, a winner. T-shirt. Yeah, everybody's a winner. <laughs> Uh, and lastly, just stand out. You got, you know, you got to people. You have to do something different. So I think combining all those things together give you the best trade show experience as far as a supplier. And last but not least, I know that's my favorite cliche term: follow up. All this, none of this is worth it if you're not following up with the customers afterwards. One hundred percent. Well said. It's oh, very correct. <clears throat> Bill, what's your take? Because I know you're a business service provider, but you also exhibit at PPAI uh, I do. Expo. And uh, I'd like to see what, what you do, because I know you've done some pretty cool stuff in the past, too. Well, we have to, you know, because we don't have products, so nobody's coming to see any sort of product or anything like that. We're, we're selling a service. And so my goal at when we exhibit as a tra at a trade show is to create spectacle. Um, so one year we did, um, we wrote three or four scripts that people could choose from. They could sign up in advance, and we had a full video booth at our show where we filmed uh, distributor videos for people where they could put it on their website and share with their clients. Uh, one time at Expo East, we did um, headshots, free headshots in our booth. Um, so w I try to really create a spectacle so we could start a conversation about the distributor services that we offer. Um, so yeah, you're my, creating an experience. That's amazing. I'm That's, trying to, and, yeah. and I'll tell you, I'll already tell you what we're doing this year. This uh, coming up year, um, this 2019 is actually our 20th birthday or anniversary here mm -hmm. at uh, Promo Corner. So we're celebrating our 21st birthday. We chose not to recognize our 20th. We're recognizing <laughs> our 21st because we're going to be legal, and we're going to have a full bar in our booth in Vegas. So I won't um, be at the headwear booth when you guys come to Vegas, just so you know. I'll be if, yeah, if, you're, if you're looking for Jeff Franklin, he'll be in booth number 56, <laughs> whatever, 58, 13, whatever we are. Um, but no, I mean, we want to create an experience and have fun. So we're going to be, we're have birthday cake and we're going to have beer and have a good time because, again, we, we want to be there. We need to be there. It's vitally important to our business that we're there. But um, we have a very different perspective, again, because we don't have product to push. Nice. I think we Great. should definitely do some type of podcast in Vegas with all of us there. Uh, we we are we're, yes. we're part part of the we're going to hit recording unscripted. Um, we'll do a industry insider from Vegas. It'll be a, it'll be a good time. It'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, Very awesome. Nice. <laughs> so real quick before we wrap up. From each of your perspectives, so Stephen from a distributor perspective and Meg and Jeff from supplier perspective, what is the one tip you would give attendees to a trade show? Attendees the, the, to a just trade one. Show. Well, yep. Want me to go first? Yep. Establish dominance by having the largest rolling cart you can find. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Stephen. <laughs> no, choke uh, out the, choke out the a, biggest person there. Have a plan. Yeah, have, have a, a plan. Have a plan. Yep. Yep. Jeff? Uh, just realize that you've spent a lot of money to go there and that the suppliers have spent even more money to be there and to really get the most that you can out of it by asking appropriate questions and not just looking you know, down and running down the aisle as opposed to stopping and talking right. to folks. Right. Meg? And enjoy yourself. You're in Vegas. It doesn't all have to be memorable. Uh, a lot of Enter it is, wink. Depending, uh, since uh, <laughs> since uh, weed became illegal and it, it I don't know what you're talking about. Nevada, uh, <laughs> a lot of it is forgettable. 
Um, my no, one tip would be uh, let the streets flow red with the blood of the non-believers. And on that note, <laughs> I think we'll, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, by that I mean, by that I mean, trade shows are still one of the most impactful ways to do business in our industry. And you guys touched on it earlier. This is still very much a relationship business, especially when, and, and no offense to the suppliers here, but especially when there are multiple uh, competitors that sell very similar, if not exactly the same product you guys do, um, for the most part. Not not exactly, but I mean, there are, there are a lot of similarities. And so people still buy from people and brands they know, like, and trust. They come to SNS uh, booth to see Meg. They come to the Headwear USA booth to see Jeff. And so how the, the trade show is still the single greatest opportunity to not only cement your relationships, but to build new ones. So that's why I said, you know, let the streets flow red with the blood of the non-believers who people who don't believe that trade shows are still impactful because they very much are yeah, in are. both PPAI and ASI. And a lot of the regionals do a tremendous job of uh, putting those on and they are expensive as Jeff said. So get the most out of it. Awesome. So thank you guys. What a great discussion. Um, and I'd like to thank again, someone who will be exhibiting at, I'm sure at both ASI Orlando and certainly PPAI Las Vegas. I'd be your good friends at Web Company. And you can see all the new products that they have been pushing out the last few months of 2019 and well into 2020. Uh, they're going to show you things you haven't seen before because they really do use that strategic foresight to really understand what the end users not only want, but what they need to move their target audiences to action. So go to Web Company. That's W E B. B. That's two B's, <laughs> not one. I got uh, I got a little confused there. Webcompany.com. And you can see all the great products that they have that are going to help you sell a lot more. Guys, great podcast as always. Really enjoyed it. We'll talk to you next time. Big Take Meg care. out. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.